Okay, welcome back to The Weekly, a weekly discussion by Jeremy and Stu in all things sports, primarily NHL, primarily hockey. It is Saturday, September 18th. We're uh, about a month out from the NHL season, and here in Calgary, where this is being recorded from on my end, we've got the first rookie game of the preseason between the Flames and the Oilers, and... uh, yeah, we're going to see what happens. Again, I, we were just talking, um, Tyler Parsons and Dustin Wolf, a couple of prospective future goaltenders for Calgary are both uh, going to be suiting up tonight. So I'll keep an eye on that and see uh, see what's close with that. But what do you think about Brady Kachuk's contract negotiations, Jeremy, and the entire Kachuk family being involved in uh, – yeah, because do you remember whenever um, Mitch Marner's uh, contract was on the table and they were negotiating and then they were going back and forth? Do you remember Mitch's dad getting involved? Do you briefly, briefly, briefly. Yeah. And um, his dad did indeed get involved. Yeah. See, I think when you're dealing with a bunch of young, young players, the Kajuks in, 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 in like specifically, uh, they're both young. But they have a bit of an advantage where their father was also an NHL player. So he knows how the contracts negotiations go. And he might know how to leverage a few things, especially given that he's got, what, three athletically gifted sons, two of which are in the NHL right now, and one possibly coming, I believe. Well, I think it's a, I mean, I think it's a smart move and, I think the quote this morning that Matthew said was that Brady needs us uh, in these negotiations. And it sounds like they do it as a family. And it's from what I'm concerned, if you want to look at it, like uh, from the perspective of, you know, you're only in the NHL for so long, maximize your worth uh, any way possible. And if you, if you have like 10 years is the average, right? You're the NHL for like 10 years. Oh, I would say it's less than that. I don't have that stat. Look that up after but I wouldn't say your average NHL is playing 10 seasons. Not at all, for sure. No. Um, these guys will play a decade or longer, for sure. But there's uh, there's only so much you know time you can play, maximize the money. The, the owners uh, are making a lot of money off of you. So watch, watch what happens. I do believe, what is Matthew Kachuk's contract right now? Was it five years at $7.5 million? I believe that was the contract. Here in Calgary for Matt Kachuk, and at the time he matched Iggy, or he, I think Iggy was seven million a season, and Matt got seven five, and he became the highest paid flame. Can you believe that's the, that's the highest paid flame in Flames history? Is at seven point five million dollars. Uh, you would think AAV. a game that would be higher, but different times though. You're going back a yeah. decade or more. So I just more. did a quick I just did a quick search. The average NHL career, according to ESPN, is five years. Five years. You got five years to make your money maximize it and you just said it too there's so many players come through who's doesn't have family experience uh, like a keith kachuk who you know is he a hall of famer uh i believe so yeah one of the best american players of all time that's for sure i don't think he's in the hall of fame yet but he's he's eligible 
So he's eligible. He's captain the Coyotes for 100 years. And yeah, Keith Kachuk, he was a hard nosed, gritty hockey player too. So Cause, I, yeah, I because think... I, I saw a meme a couple of days ago, and you might this is going to be along the same lines, but I, I saw I was scrolling Insta and it said, uh, maturing is realizing that LeVar Ball is actually a great father. And I was like, damn, that one kind of hit. Because again, if you recall all the the bullshit with LeVar and all the stuff he said and all the just outlandish, ridiculous claims. He did, but, he but, said, he, you know, but, but there's a fine line there because he did end up damaging his son's careers. All three of them are going to be in the NBA. Jello just won Rookie of the Year. Lonzo just signed like practically a Supermax with his team. And what's the other guy? Uh, Leangelo, I think is his name. Is that his name? Yeah, he just he just cleaned up at uh, the Hornets summer camp too, and he's going to be on the t- on the uh, on the squad as well. I, so, I just I just argue that he also damaged their careers because he brings baggage, and I I think that's been disproven at this point. His son just won Rookie of the Year, Rookie of the Year. That is that is that's a huge huge Tell me, Lonzo couldn't have had a better rookie year if he didn't wasn't distracted by his father. Well, I'd have to see. There's, I'd have to go back. I don't even know what year that is now. Is that going back five, six seasons? If that, that's maybe? going back like four, I think. Now, four, a few. I'd have to look into that one a little bit yeah. more. But you know, he supported his sons the entire time, man. I'm I, sure. I agree. The support is nice, and I think that ties into the Kachuk, especially with my point that's, of like, yeah. you've, you've got a father who played in the NHL for how long? Like, of course, you're going to use your family. More than more than the average of five seasons, I think yeah, you probably would have played. Of yeah. course, you're going to use your family in the negotiations because yeah. So not only, not what do you, you so again? Okay, so let's go back then again. I don't know all of Ottawa's financials, but what do you think, Matt Brady Kachuk is worth in the open market or in the Ottawa market well, uh, right I'll, now today? I'll, t- I'll tell you this. I'll tell you that I saw a rumor uh, the other day. That says that Ottawa offered him eight times eight, and he rejected it. Well, that I, that's a hell of a rumor, and that would that would be a nice contract as well. That's sixty four million dollar contract. Now, do I think he's worth eight times eight? Um, right I don't now? think. I don't think. No, I said no, yes. I don't, I don't seven, maybe six, six five, six five, seven now. for five. That'd be good. But I think what you're doing when you offer him an eight times eight deal is you're you're keeping him long term, which let's be honest, Ottawa needs. And you are hoping that he grows into that eight million dollar average. Um, and he may, and he may, and he probably will. Let's be honest. Yeah, um, he probably will. There's there's a pretty good chance that he'll grow into that player. And you're expecting the, the the salary cap in five years, six years to go to up increase significantly. Um, we know for the next three years, the salary cap is flat. So in the short term, that is a bad contract because uh, for, for any other team other than Ottawa, that is a bad contract. Last I looked at Ottawa's salary cap, they had like, 26 million free so they have the space to sign him to that bad contract for a few years until the salary cap grows what that contract does 
is it keeps him in Ottawa. Uh, they need a star player to build around because they've lost how many over the years? Well, they've got a nice young core. We can get into that in a second. But one thing that this puts me in the mind of is, um, and for anybody listening, for reference point, I am in Calgary, Alberta, and Jeremy is in just outside of St. John, New Brunswick. Yeah, so and no NHL market where I'm at. But the one, the one example I remember from Calgary is, uh, so we're about a month away from the season, give or take, uh, opening. I think the, uh, I think the season's opening on the 17th of October. Nonetheless, do you recall when Johnny Gaudreau was day the 12th, technically? The, the 12th, okay. Uh, do you remember when Johnny Gaudreau was negotiating his contract and was um, he didn't come to camp and he joined the team. They signed him. Uh, he held out. They did eventually sign him, but he did not attend camp that year. And he had a regular season that the entire, the entire story of that season, he underperformed from day one. And they would, the talk was that he was a step behind as he hadn't attended uh, camp that year and that was the first year of a new contract and I'm not can't, can't say that that would be the same in Ottawa with Brady right now but holding William out Nylander was the same way that was another example William well yeah Willie's not bad these days we can get into him at, again after but there's uh there's something to be said about attending a camp and having a full camp with your team before the season starts and it has kind of shown over time that this uh you want to get paid though and that's we go back you're only you're only in the league for so long and oh you 100 want to get paid you want to maximize your value how do you do that you reject anything that you don't think is fair right and And you hope that they offer you something better and something tells me too you'd kind of want to hose eugene melnick a little bit and have him pay a bit more than maybe another owner just because of the D bag reputation that Eugene Melnick well, and has. The, and the fact that, you know, he's just going to want you gone in four years anyway, like, cause he's going to want to rebuild again. Yeah. Cause they've been stuck in a perpetual rebuild for the last like decade, unable to get out of it because he won't let them. So he won't spend money to get out of it. Well, um, pivot a little bit because some other news that I came across this week as well was that, uh, your boy, Carey Price, was back on the ice. But still expected to miss, like, two months of the beginning of the season. Did get it back on the ice, though. But, yes, correct. So, yes. Um, um, <laughs> I'm glad, I mean, I'm glad to see it because I, I, I've grown to like Price over the years. Uh, but you, I'm sad to say you will not see me be, I know, like a uh, – a quote Montreal fan this season, uh, just because I've, I've, I've had enough. <laughs> well, how about I put this one on you and spin this? What if, what if Kerry takes three months off? Are you okay with that? Dude, he could take the entire season off. I'm, I'm okay with it. My take on it though was okay. All right. Well, uh, who's going to be number one for Team Canada? Right now, I'd say it's still Price. If Kerry needs to take three and a half months off to be 100 or 98 or 99 percent going into the, the China Olympics, then I'd, I'd rather him be 100 percent going into the Olympics than 100 percent from Montreal just to miss the playoffs. 
Babu completely agree. So that was where I was going to spin you with that one a little bit. I do feel that Kerry will the playoffs. What nobody's talking about is Weber in Montreal. There, there's is a it, there's a good chance Weber's done. There's a good chance, yeah. Shea Weber might not. Weber play is completely done. Like, I I could see him retiring. So at this point, and there's another interesting comparison between our two clubs, but uh, that would put Montreal without a captain. Yes. It does put Montreal without a captain right now because Shea Weber is... uh, They've already stated they're not naming one while he's still still on the team. While he's still on contract on the team, yeah. Interesting, because of course Calgary also does not have a captain, but for different reasons, of course. And oh, the expansion draft screwed you guys. Well, I've been seeing some good prices for Kraken tickets, preseason Kraken tickets um, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, which I think I might have to snap one up and just see if uh, if Geo gets iced or, or if he gets played a little bit uh, in his return to Calgary. His first return, not even a regular season game. So uh, stay posted on that. I'll keep everyone uh, in the loop. But, yeah, there might be some, uh, some expansion hockey coming up here for me in the next couple of weeks. Sorry, I, I'm just dealing with dogs in the background. Um, it, <laughs> it, it, it's, uh, it's interesting for me uh, from the Montreal standpoint because they said, hey, we're not naming a captain while Shea Weber is still here, um, like while he's out on his injury, which – isn't unheard of a lot of teams do that where they have a captain that's injured and and they just keep him as captain um i i would like to see you know what is the succession plan what i would do uh as montreal is not necessarily what everybody would do i would name gallagher uh captain because he's one of the longest-serving members in Montreal right now, aside from Price, and we all know that goalies can't really be captains in the NHL, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they Gallagher, wouldn't even let Luongo put a C on his jersey. So yeah, I know, which is disgusting because we all knew he was the captain. That was that was a weird that was a weird one, Vancouver. That was a weird one. But uh, yeah, so I would name Gallagher captain. And in, t- in terms of uh, in terms of Calgary, you probably won't agree with this, but I w- the rumor was. Well, say it uh, say it on three with me because I think I haven't. Uh, I've uh, I've said Milan Lucic, but I have another pick that I think, um, and I don't think it's Matthew Kachuk. I don't think you'll say Kachuk either. On three. On three. One, two, three, Lindholm. Oh. <laughs> I would name Kachuk captain. I know it, that it will never happen uh, simply because the locker room, based on rumors, does not appear to like him. Uh, and I think it's pretty evident based on the, the what happened with the Muzzin slash and the fact that nobody backed him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would name him captain because I, I think they need that that grit. They need somebody to pull him into that that hard nose areas, and I think that's the only way that they're going to make it anywhere in the playoffs is to play that way. Um, so I would name him captain. But I also know that that'll never happen. The rumor is that it's going to be Milan Lucic. 
Um, well deserved. Well deserved. Right. He's been there long enough, and, and well, I mean, not in Calgary, of course. No, he started in Edmonton. Correct. They 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 saw that Edmonton signed him to that massive deal. When five mil, five mil a season, and then flipped with James Neal. Who did you see? Who James Neal now has an open tryout with? Uh, I did not. The St. Louis Blues. Oh. Yep. So he has a, he's got a professional tryout with uh, the Blues right now. But yes, that's we got an interesting Lucci. fit. Has he been with us one or two seasons? Two, I believe. I thought it was three, but it could be two. Mm, I'll have to look into that one either, but just uh. Because yeah. he wasn't in Edmonton very long. Good guy, Luch. Turned out to be not a bad pickup for uh, for Calgary. I mean, I, he's, not, he's not what he was in Boston, but oh my no, that, and that's that's oh my goodness, over a decade ago, ten years ago, the Bruins won the cup. It is twenty twenty one right now, but he, uh, he was pretty much a rookie when they won the cup, wasn't he? Yeah, not. I don't think he was technically a rookie. No. But, he was pretty much a rookie. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it grew on me, Jeremy, here in Calgary. I couldn't, couldn't believe it. That's, uh, again, though, yeah, a, a good, a good member to have on it, you know, a third liner, a good third line winger there, Luch. You need those style of players, right? Especially hmm. in the playoffs. Especially. And yeah, he is, he gets caught a lot. He's slow as hell. He has zero hands, but a pretty good character for the lineup. He stands in front of the net. So he stands in front of the net. He isn't he isn't easily moved. No, that's true. So yeah, really I mean, interesting, really interesting stuff going on. And then I mean, if you want to move a few a uh, few hours up the highway from here in Calgary and talk about Edmonton, you've got <laughs> what I what I would consider to be one of the better looking teams in the Pacific this year. I have some concerns with Edmonton. With goaltending. Goaltending number one, and I think primarily, that, uh, yeah, primarily that's that's the biggest issue that I have with them. But also, I find that uh, I have some concerns with what they did on the defensive end. So, resigned, gave big, uh, big contract to Darnell Nurse, which is good. They need him, which is good. I, I'm good with which that. Is good. My problem is they got rid of Caleb Jones. They brought in Keith. And uh, another old dude that I can't think of. Uh, both of whom are 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 on the end of their careers. And granted, Keith still has a lot in him. And you can look back. You just referenced Lucic being a rook when he played for the Bruins and won the cup. What did the 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 Blackhawks won almost back to back? The two years after that, Keith was a huge part of that. So that's. He was, yeah. and He's last, a, yeah. last year he was pay, playing 20 minutes a game on the Chicago Blackhawks, and he's not that player now. He'll probably slot into his the top four rule. He'll probably play 10 to 15 minutes a game, uh, and I think that's a better fit for him, but I still don't like that move. I think, I think you, you lost a young player in Jones. Uh, in that deal and I have concerns that what if an injury happens where's your prospect depth coming from for defense quick and quick trivia who did the Oilers sign off of the flames this year oh you told me this the other day too god darn it um 
Oh. Another third line presence, but solid player, and we should have held on to him. You told me this the other day, and I can't think of it. Derek Ryan. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think that was that's a good move for the third line, Doc. That's a good move. It re- basically replaces Neil, right? And then if Dry and McJesus take off this season like they do every year, um, my, my my major concern is that there's no goaltending in, in Edmonton. Period. That is and a huge concern for me too, because they still have Koskinen and they still have Mike Smith. Who and, they resigned for two more years. And they expect him to play 40 games. How are you going to get 40 games out of Smith and 40 games out of Koskinen and have not a winning a good, record? You're not, not a good look. No, you're not. And I thought Koskinen's on $5 million a year, too, if I'm not mistaken. He got yes. way overpaid. He's making his money, too. And not, you can thank Shirelli for that one. Not worth it. Yeah, you can thank Shirelli for a few of these. James Neal is a Shirelli one, too, I believe. So, that yeah, that's Edmonton. Now, you just touched on it quickly. We'll, we'll, we'll scoot over again quickly. What do you think about uh, Mark Andre saying that this is probably his last season in the NHL? Did you see that report from yesterday? Uh, you mean playing in Chicago? Playing in Chicago. Who did I say? Where did I say? Uh, you didn't, but I was making sure that I was thinking of the right Mark Andre, yeah, there was a picture came out with him in, in um, the Chicago jersey with his um, gear on. It looked, looked like they were heading onto the ice for some pictures or something, some media. Honest, and he, uh, yeah, again, that's going to take a bit of getting used to. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't expect him to play this year. Um, I expected when the trade happened, he'd retire. Um, you know, you say, you say, um, especially a goalie like Flower, because who knows, you know, could he be on the Canadian team in, in, uh, in China? He could. I don't he'll be at, he'll be at camp, I bet. And this is my take. You know, you say something like, this might be my last season, which I believe he said. Not, I don't think he said that verbatim, but it sounded like could be close to the end. But, yeah, if he comes alive and Chicago does okay this season or it does better than okay, pulls a Montreal Cinderella run or whatever. And, yeah, you get a taste of it again. I'm sure Flower would say, yeah, I'll replay. I'll play a season again. Re, you know, resign me and I'll play again next year. And, well, I, yeah, he'll be at camp for sure. That'll be the next thing is the men's – that's that'll be a running theme, by the way, I mean, throughout honest, each week of the weekly. Chicago, the thing that concerns me most about Chicago is the off-ice stuff. I don't think that's going to affect anything going on on the ice right now with this year. There's that, that whole backstory. I think Kane said this week he didn't know anything about it. But with the management and the organization today and the players today, I don't believe that that's really that that will be a running story and that will be a distraction. I don't think it's really going to affect too much of what's going on. There no, right I'm, not, I'm not saying it's going to affect the on ice, but I'm saying I want to see a resolution to it. Well, you might get one though. I mean, they're investigating. So well, but, its, but they're not, but, but, they're, but they're not. The NHL has said that they're leaving the investigation up to Chicago. Well, I don't have the I don't have the ins and outs on it, and of course, sexual harassment is abhorrent, and anything along the lines of that needs to be dealt with properly and sternly. And and uh, I think anybody involved should be should be have repercussions of of some type, which unfortunately for the NHL would mean that it would affect a ton of teams because Shevel Dayoff would have been there. Bergevin would have been there. You've got Stan Bowman, who's been in Chicago for a long, long, long time. You've got um, coaches that have moved on to, to new teams. 
like it would affect pretty much every team in the NHL if there was any kind of repercussion for people involved. This this will be brought up again. This is not the end of this, but this does move us into a segment of the show, which will be starting when the regular season starts. Um, but we will be doing a weekly pro line card with three picks a piece and um, seeing how well we do and seeing how yes. well our picks do. Uh, yes, we will. It's something we used to do uh, when we were both in university together, and I figured, why not pick it back up? So this will, this will be a segment of the show. Uh, once the season starts, as I mentioned, it is uh, September 17th, and uh, we've got the rookie game preseason tonight in the NHL, but we're about a month out from a regular season start. So, yeah. I think uh, before, we end, before we kind of wrap up for the day um, and for the week, or, or um, I would like to just do a quick kind of like run through of where do we think the Canadian teams will, will be? Just, just quickly, will they make the playoffs or not? Uh, and well, it's going to be a, a really terrific season in the sense of as much as we had put a lot of hype last year, perhaps we overhyped the Canadian and North division and thought oh, that that would be did. a really exciting way to play a full season of hockey. It didn't take too long for this for, for the format to run its course and playing the same team 11 times or more in the run of a season turned out not to really be that great. And Let's it be didn't honest, really that's the only reason Montreal made it. it. It didn't really, if that was my next point, give us a great uh, gauge against the league in terms of how good our teams actually are. Toronto, what happened in the first round is the pinnacle example of what the hell happened last year in the pandemic. Uh, adjusted format and adjusted conference schedule that the NHL ran that had Montreal Canadians, as we all know, beat the Toronto Maple Leafs in seven games, which as a, as a, as a fan of neither of those teams, uh, I'd like to point out that I made a boatload of money off of Montreal's <laughs> game five, six, and seven. I so should have. I should have. It was a boatload of cash. So I think it's going to be tough to make sort of uh, any sort of real predictions. I think I'm going to put some more thought into it. I'm going to reserve my answer for this week because so, so I, I, I'm not going to reserve my answer. Um, so I would kind of like you to run through the seven teams and then I'll give you whether or not I believe they will make the playoffs. Montreal Canadiens. They will not make the playoffs. Will not make the playoffs. The Toronto Maple Leafs. They will. Ottawa Senators. They will not. The Winnipeg Jets. They will, but they'll squeak in. They'll be third in the division. Edmonton. They will. I think they'll probably be first. Well, bold, bold. Bold, first in the Pacific, you heard it here first. Bold prediction for the Edmonton Oilers, even with we just mentioned Mike Smith and Miku Koskinen splitting an 82 game regular season. I we'll think, see. Okay. I think there's a move coming there. I, I don't think you're going to see them stick with Smith and Koskinen. I think Koskinen's gone. And 
Canadian, uh, the Canadian, the Calgary Flames. I want to say they'll make the playoffs, but it's so fringe, so fringe. And after last year's absolute collapse, so I, I say and, and, no. And I say no as well. Uh, and with no, in my opinion, really impactful moves this off season, the team is weaker in, on. It, that, they, in my they've mind, gotten that, older. That's what they've done. They've gotten older. And I, we lost a huge piece as, as slow and as, uh, as bad as Gio played in his last season. I don't think his days are done. He's not getting any faster. But we lost a huge piece this offseason. He's uh, also extremely defensively reliable, though, which is something. That was uh, a big hole that has yet to be filled on yeah. – uh, on the blue line. And then final, I'm with you as well. I don't it's fringe, but uh, I think we're going to take a whooping from our provincial rivals, the Edmonton Oilers this season. Yep. And then finally, the Vancouver Canucks, who we've spoken about none in this particular episode. Vancouver uh, Canucks so, are not making it. They are not making it. Sorry to any Canucks fans out there. We're both uh, in agreement that the Canucks they're, have. They're too young and their GM has a habit of signing people we shouldn't sign. So. I'm I think sorry, they'll be worse Canucks, than the Flames. But you're not making it for the foreseeable future. It's not looking good in Vancouver. Well, with that, we thank you. We'll see you again next week. And yes, until yes, then, yes. stay cool and keep all the sticks on the ice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.